Jesus, when he ran to me, he took me in his arms, held my head to his chest, said, my son's come on. For this command is a lamp. This teaching is a light, and correction and instruction are the way to life. Proverbs 6.23 Join Bishop Patrick Bruce of the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama as it brings you the pure, unadulterated Word of God. This teaching is anointed, practical, down-to-earth and full of wisdom, and will refresh, energize and bring healing to your body and soul. Listen to the Word of God. Bible says, and he gave, not that they made themselves. It is very important that anybody who carries or accords himself that title, prophet, apostle, pastor, evangelist, or whatever, you must listen carefully and be sure that they quote often the word of God. Are are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Anybody who claims to be a pastor, prophet, apostle, and you do not hear much scripture in his words, flash a red card and walk out. Because Bible says that, and he gave, and he is the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh. He who gave is the word. And so anybody who is walking under his commission, you must see signs of him in them. Are you listening to me? So, you, I mean, in, in our hometown where we are, there are many who carry the title, apostle, prophet. I had somebody senior, uh, oh, I had a title recently. Senior bishop, prophet, or I had it. No. Who? Senior arch. Ark prophet something. I had a senior title recently. I said, wow, it's, a, it's higher than Jesus. You are passing Jesus now. Amen. Ark prophet, or he had double, a double title. I said, hey, people are not easy. So he gave. Do you understand? And so the person you are following, he must have been given by God. Otherwise, flash a red card and eject yourself from the match. And work out. You are following somebody who he didn't give. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. This morning, I want to explain something that is very, very important. Now, for those of us, and I believe there are many who use the King James, when it comes to this scripture, you will find that there are comments that are there. And he gave apostles, prophets, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work, oh, please go back. For the, perf- uh, verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, many who read this verse it may, you may assume that there are three things that the prophets, apostles, and the evangelists do. That they perfect the saints, they do the work of the ministry, and they edify the body of Christ. After all, prophets are there to teach us things. As pastors, 
and others. Now, these comments were introduced by the translators of the Bible. That is why it is very important to be able to read more than one version of the Bible. It is not that the Bible is different, but different versions bring out the different truths more clearly. And, and so this particular version, it may read as if it is the prophets, the apostles, the uh, evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers who are doing all the work. And the rest of us, we are the passengers in the trotro while the driver and the mates are driving us to our destination. When you are a passenger in a trotro, you don't do anything. You can sit down there and be chatting with your beloved, put your hand around her shoulder, she puts her head on your shoulder, and you are smiling. Let the trotro not reach. Just drive pass through traffic and take your time because I'm having a nice... Oh, it's not true. Unless you didn't have trotro rides with your beloved. Uh, some of you did it. You were blessed to have cars. We, we took trotro with our beloveds, and we sat at the back, always aiming for the very back bench. But um, it's not so. It is he, the apostles and prophets are training the body of Christ for the work. They are training the, the saints for the work. Amen. And, and, and Paul writes frequently to the saints, to the saints, to the saints. So look at your neighbor and tell him, bad as you are, you are considered a saint in the church. Yeah, because we are saved not by works of righteousness, but by faith. Hallelujah. I didn't hear the amen well. We are not saved by your good deeds. We are saved by faith. And that is why even though we are basically not very correct, yet still we are called saints. And we are the ones that God is using to do his work in these last days. Amen. So, um, the apostles, prophets, pastors are perfecting us, the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body or Christ. Till we all, that explains it. Till we all, tell somebody, you are in the we all. We all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, you must remember what Christ came to do. He came to seek and to save the lost. That was Christ's mission on earth. And so, in the fullness of time, your mission is what? What is your mission? to seek and to save the lost. Amen. That is what you are supposed to be doing. So look at your neighbor and tell them, if you are doing something else, you are not yet fully in the mission you are called to do. Tap your neighbor and tell them, if you are, even if you are singing, you are still borderline. Yeah, I don't see Jesus singing anyway. He, he, was, he came very focused to seek and to save the lost. So that is the ultimate goal of our missions. Amen. So this morning, I want us to look at the work of the ministry. What work 
we are supposed to be doing. Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. And the 12, verse 2. And the 12 called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Tell somebody, it doesn't make sense to leave working for God and begin to do secular work only. Tell someone, it doesn't make sense. Oh, push your device and tell him, it doesn't make sense. Push your device. I didn't see you push him. Push him and say, it doesn't make sense to not work for God and work for man only. Ask him, what's wrong with you? Ask him, what's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? It is not reason to leave the word of God and serve tables. So he says, look at among you, verse 4, and we will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry, the work of the word. Hallelujah. I didn't hear a good amen. The ministry or the work of the word. So there is a certain work that is to be done and that work, when it is done, it becomes the, the work of the ministry and the work of doing the Lord, of, of serving the Lord. Hallelujah. And, and this morning, I want to show you what it is. Now, um, because of trying to make things easy, we always simplify things and try to put them in a way that you can remember easily. So, the work of the ministry, to remember, tell somebody, you are a VIP. That one, you, you remember. Oh, you don't remember. How many want to be a VIP one day in life? When, when, you, when you go somewhere, you said, not a while ago, I was in somebody's car. And the car had the uh, siren and the lights. I tell you, I understand why they don't want to lose power again. When you are a VIP and you are in a car like that and there's traffic, God forgive us, it's nice. It's nice to be zooming through and all the cars are making way for you and you see the traffic melting in front of you. And as I sat there, I said, I, I was smiling. I said, I see why they like the siren and they like the blue and red lights and they are flashing and you just, all the cars make way for you. Tell somebody, a VIP is nice. It's nice. And one day you'll be a VIP. But I have news for you. Your VIP starts today. And if you understand the work of God, you immediately become a VIP. Amen. Put your hands together this morning that you are becoming a VIP. Amen. And what is the VIP? It means something. V means visitation. V means visitation. I means interaction. And P means prayer. If you fulfill these things, you become a VIP. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord as your promotion. You know, I announced your promotion as a trainee pastor, the other, trainee shepherd the other day. This morning, you're receiving a further promotion. A VIP who does visitation, interaction, and prayer. Hallelujah. Visitation. Visitation. Ezekiel chapter 34. 
Ezekiel, remind your neighbor that if you don't open Bible or don't open the scripture, something is wrong with you. So open your Bible and if you have a, you don't have a Bible, but you have a phone, you open your phone, but I'll be watching you. Those who don't be tempted to check some email will pop up. They say, oh, let me just check quickly. Don't check quickly. Stay on the scripture. Ezekiel 34, verse 11. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, even I, will both search my sheep and seek them out. God is looking for people. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save the lost. Many people are not here. Look, look around you. Tell somebody, look around you. Look at the back. Look at the empty chairs. Look everywhere. No chair. I mean, we didn't buy empty chairs to put them here for decoration. They are for people to sit on them. And so every chair tells you that somebody is missing. Amen. Remember when David was running from Saul and they had the, the table and um, David didn't appear. And, and Saul asked, where is David? And Jonathan said he has gone to about some business. You see, David's empty place at the table drew Saul's attention. Somebody is missing. Somebody is missing. And so every empty chair here tells us that a brother or a sister is missing. And God says, I will seek them out. Verse 12. As the shepherd seeks out his flock in the day that is among his sheep that are scattered, so will I seek out my sheep and will deliver them out of all the places where they have been scattered in the cloudy and dark day. Hallelujah. So verse Jeremiah 22, 23. Record, write down all these scriptures. They are very important. Jeremiah 23 and verse 2. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of Israel, against the pastors that feed my people. This is an accusation against some shepherds. Ye have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not visited them. Hallelujah. I didn't hear a good amen. God is saying something here this morning that the flock are scattered and the people are not fed when they are not visited. Amen. The flocks are scattered. The people are not fed when they are not visited. Now, many of us think that visiting is a, a, a purely social activity. You just go and sit down and visit somebody and chat with him. No, 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 no. It is, it is a work that we do as, as, the, as believers and as, as we do as shepherds in the house. Hallelujah. Are you listening? Are you listening to me? It's not a visit, it's not a social thing. You just happily go and sit down and chat, but it is a work that we do. Look at Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, when Jesus had just finished ministering in the tabernacle, in the synagogue. Verse 38 And he arose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house. His first stop from church 
was somebody's house. Hallelujah. Are you listening? His first stop from church was where? Somebody's house. I mean, you see, some of you, when you go to people's house, your whole, your whole hope is lunch. That's your prayer. Let me get there at lunchtime. Shabaya. Lord, let them set the table as our auntie and then they should offer me, oh, will you join us for lunch? They say, oh, but you are praying. And that is many people's dream plan to arrive in time for lunch. But Jesus went there straight from church. Hallelujah. Look at verse chapter 10 of Luke. Chapter 10 and verse 38. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village. He has come into a place for ministry and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. I mean, when he entered the town, he didn't say, where is the church building? Where is the... He went into somebody's house. Amen. Are, are you listening? Yeah. Chapter 14. Chapter 14. Look again. And it came to pass, as he went into the house of one of the chief Pharisees, to eat bread on the Sabbath day. Hallelujah. I didn't hear a good amen. So I want us to understand this morning that visiting is a major part of our work. Amen. I didn't hear a good amen. It's a major part of our work. And as workers, we should do this one. Look at your neighbor and tell them, I will come and visit you. I will come and visit you. Amen. Are you, are you serious? Look, when you come to church, don't joke. Don't, if, you're not serious, if you're not serious, don't say it. Amen? But be serious and say it well. I will come and visit you. Hallelujah. Do you know your neighbor's house? Ask him, do you know my house? You don't know my house? Now there's easy. Just take your WhatsApp, open and send location. That's my house. Finish. No excuse again. In the former times, when we didn't have location, hey, they will say behind the boiler, by the toilet, under the tree, pass by the little kiosk. That's the way to my house. And we found it. We found all the houses. Hallelujah. So this morning, may you find people's houses and, and, and um, go and visit them. Hallelujah. Luke 11. Luke 11. And verse 37. And as he speak, a certain Pharisee besought him to dine with him. And he went in. Somebody may ask you, come and visit me. There are some people who will say, I am alone at home. Come, oh, come and visit me. Do you understand? Are you listening? Do you understand? There are some people who will ask for a visit. Um, tell somebody, say yes. When somebody asks you for a visit, say yes. Say yes. Yeah. I, when somebody calls you, that, oh, won't you visit me? 
Oh, especially when they are in hospital, they are in some kind of pressure. Tell somebody, never as a shepherd, as a shepherd, as a trainee shepherd, never turn down a request for a visit. If somebody ever tells you, come and visit me, tell somebody, it is, a very, it is a, maybe a cry for help, maybe somebody is very lonely, somebody may be depressed or going through a kind of problem in their home. Never neglect or reject a, an, an appeal for a visit. Are you here this morning? It's very important. I mean, you may think that, oh, you are just uh, asking for social things. No, 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 no. It may be a cry for help. I mean, sometimes visits change people's lives. And you will not know a lot about somebody unless you go to their house. And when they say, please come and visit me, it is very, very important to go. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. Verse 5 and 6. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him at Zacchaeus in the tree and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house and he made haste and came down listen there are some other people too you must say i'm coming to your house there are some people too who may not invite you because they think that their homes are, are not proper i mean where my house is there's no chair i live i'm perching somewhere or, or something there are some people too who who may never ever ask you to come to their homes because sometimes too, they don't know what it means. You must say, I am coming to your house. Amen. Because it is a very, verse 8, look at what happened when Jesus visited Zacchaeus in his house. Verse 8. I don't know why verse 8 is so hard to find. Hey, it's, it's looking for and Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. The visit in Zacchaeus' house changed him. It changed him, and he was a different man. Hallelujah. So a, a visit to somebody's house will make a change. Amen. And there are some people, when you go to their house once and you sit down and chat with them, you'll be amazed at how stable they'll become in church, how good friends. You, I mean, you, you'll be amazed at how things will change. Amen? I remember my, my wife, I, I first met her in a classroom. We were in a class together. And we're meeting in class. Then one day I said, I will come to your house. And I went to a house one day. That meeting, it, it changed things. You, you understand? You understand? Yes, when you're looking for a beloved and you pay one visit to the person's house or location, it changes things. Amen. It, it makes them, you see, it makes them know that I matter 
and I counts. And it makes them feel wanted. And they feel very happy that somebody cares about them. So may you be, look at the Dubai and say, look, go and be, be a visitor of people. Hallelujah. If you are a proper trainee shepherd from today, you will visit somebody at least once a week. Amen. I didn't hear a good amen. Will somebody visit somebody at least once a week? How many will do this at least once a week? I will put your hand down. Tell anybody, put your hand down. Tell anybody, eh, don't be a foolish man. Don't raise your hand by hearts in church before something do you. Then your hand crack like this. Don't raise your hand in church by hearts. Okay? If you are not serious, don't raise your hand. How many will visit somebody this week in church? Raise your hand now. Okay, those whose hands are down, you're not correct, but it doesn't matter. It's okay. I like you like that. But put your hands together for those who will raise their You will visit somebody. Amen. I didn't hear a good amen. Number two, interaction. Interaction. This is very important. Interaction is when you talk to somebody one-on-one. Interaction. What I'm doing right now is a meeting and I'm speaking to a group of people. When the service ends and I come and talk to one person, then we have what an interaction. It is when there are many people, write it down, interaction. There are many people and then you talk to one person. Interaction. There are many people and then you talk to one person. Amen. Mark chapter 5 and verse 21. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered around unto him and he was nigh into the sea. There was a huge crowd around Jesus, so much that they were almost pushing him into the water at the beach. Verse 22. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. So picture it. Here we are, a huge crowd of people around him. And then one man comes out of the crowd and comes to Jesus' feet. Are you here? Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. Verse 15. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them. Verse 15. And straight away, all the people, when they beheld him, they were greatly amazed and running to him. Who were running to him? Who were running to him? Hey, who were running to him? All the people. All the people, the whole crowd came running to him. And they saluted him. Look at verse 17. And one of the multitude. And one of the multitude. Hallelujah. 
um, I don't know if you've ever traveled to a strange place, but one of the most difficult things is being alone in a strange place. When you are there and you don't know anybody and you are standing by yourself looking around and sometimes you are praying, let the meet, meeting end fast so I can disappear out of here. Sometimes you go to a place and you are by yourself and you feel totally unwanted. And, and you, like, it's like as if nobody cares for me. And you wonder, Mikra, why did I come to this place? Amen. There is something very difficult and very bad about being alone in a place. So one of the great works of the shepherd is interaction. That is, talking to people that are in the house and who may be alone. Amen. And, and sometimes, you see, because of the ashes, don't, don't be mistaken by seeing the crowd on a row. We are five on a row and then we are all friends. No, 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 no. Don't be mistaken. Tell somebody, don't be mistaken at all. They didn't sit like this by choice. It be Asha who put them there. Those who sat by choice, look at the choristers. One, 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 one. You see, look at the choristers. You see how they are sitting. One, one, one. That's how human beings sit when they have a choice. When you see a bus and they board a bus and they are free to sit wherever they are, one sits here, corner, corner, corner. Oh, it's not true. Corner, corner, everybody sits. When all the single chairs are full, before they begin to fill the inner chairs, because people tend to sit alone. That's how we are. When you are sitting together like this, tell somebody, they don't even talk. They just sit by side by side, and then they are looking straight ahead, and they say, Get your neighbor. Because we are strangers. Hallelujah. So this morning, number one, find somebody you don't know. Look at your neighbor. If you are a stranger, ask him his name and, and say, look, I have, if you came, wait, wait, take your time. If you came with somebody, get up from that person and get up. If you came with somebody, please get up and leave your friend. Find somebody you don't know right now. I'm giving you two minutes. Find somebody you don't know right now. You don't know the person and then go and interact with him. So, because you may be sitting by somebody who you don't know. If you are, listen, 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 Mr. Man, please sit down. If you are sitting by somebody you don't know, talk to the person. Straight away. Make a friend. Because, you see, people can be in a church, nobody talks to them. They come home, okay, wait, wait, listen. How many have, listen, how many have come to church and gone home? Nobody spoke to you. Give me a wave. Wave your hand. Wave your hand. You came to church and went home. Nobody spoke to you. Wave your hand. Yeah, you see, you see a hand, a hand here, one on the back. It's possible. So this morning, five minutes, I'm checking my watch. Go to a stranger who you don't know and ask him name. Don't, don't propose, by the way. Do not, do not propose say marry me no that one answer is i'll marry you don't use me to propose 
but make a friend right now. Interact with somebody and get to know the person. Rise up and go to a person you don't know. Introduce yourself, what you do, where you work. And if you are not talking, ushers, pastors, please walk around and check that those who are not talking, they are the ones who are not interacting. Uh, just go around and check that everybody is talking to somebody, interacting, because otherwise, nobody knows you. Corey says, get up and talk to somebody you don't know. You don't know her. Get up and just interact. Five minutes. Ask him, who are you? What is your name? Today you are in church. Are you new in church? Do you keep coming? Is this your first time? Are you an old member? Where do you live? What do you do? Are you born again? Uh, Sylvia, I don't know why you are standing at the back. You are watching your children. Don't run away. Go leave them and interact with somebody. Interact with somebody. Ask him, what, what do you do? What do you what do you do in church? What do you do in life? Nobody should be alone. Uh, uh, Gertrude, I don't know why you are sitting here alone. Yeah, what? You, you don't know? Get, get up. Get, get, um, red card. Yeah, find somebody and there are many, there's one or two who are sitting alone at the moment. And you see, if after two minutes, your raps are finished, you, you, I, I don't know how you get a beloved in the future. I don't know how. After two minutes, you can't talk again. You don't know what to say again. You are, I, I don't think that you are a correct human being. You should be able to chat and then make a friend and, and, and say, when service ends, we are, we are interacting from today. Hallelujah. And ask the person, what do you do? Where do you come from? Where do you work? How, are you do, how did you come to church? Or when did you become a church member? What do you do? And keep talking. Just chat. I don't see you talking over there. Have you finished? No, no, no. You can't finish. Talk, you, you must chat. It's interaction. Otherwise, you don't care about me. You don't care who I am. You don't care that. And that is the trouble of churches. People come to church and they feel unwanted. They feel uh, nobody cares for me. Nobody loves me. Nobody knows who I am. And I'm left alone by myself. And I come and I go like that. Ask somebody and ask them, so where do you what? There are so many questions. There are so many questions you can ask. And when you ask to you to say your own, say where you come from, say what you do, talk about your job, your family, and all the things that are happening around you. Remember, Jesus was walking and he came to the well and he met the woman of Samaria, and she was just there alone coming to fetch water in the afternoon. And he said that, no, what are you doing here? And he began to talk to her. This morning, you need to make a friend and interact with somebody and let them know who you are and how to become friends with them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. And you go back to your seats. You may go back to your seats. John chapter 5. John chapter 5. And verse 2. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, 
of blind and halt withered, waiting for the moving of the water. Verse 6, And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity, thirty and eight years. And Jesus asked him, Will he be made whole? Verse 7, And the impotent man said, Sir, I have no man. There are some people who truly, they are alone. There are some people who really, they have nobody. And they come to church and the only place where you can make good friends, I tell you, is church. Amen. Many of you, your bad friends in the world are spoiling you. Your bad friends in the world are teaching you how to go around watching things, going to places, accepting men, collecting money, duping people. We learn many bad things from our bad friends who are around us. And when you come to church, you don't have any good friend who can really bring a good influence into your life. And the man said, I have no one. I have no one. A lot of people have no one. Many people, you know, as a pastor, I stand here often and I watch people as they are going home. And I see many people walking home alone. And it really pains me. I see many people walking alone. Occasionally, occasionally you see two walking. But often, one by one, they just walk alone. Tell somebody, such a person have no one. I have, he has no one. I mean, who is it if he has friends who choose to walk alone? Those who walk alone, they have no one to walk with. From today, your assignment, are you listening? Are you listening? Your assignment from today, starting at the end of this service, is do not leave this church until you talk to someone you don't know. I didn't hear amen. Your amen was fictitious. I didn't hear amen. From today, what are we doing? From today, what are we doing? Do not leave this place until you do what? You didn't say it well. Do not, let's say it together. Do not leave this place until you talk to someone. Say it again. Wait, if your neighbor doesn't say something, He's an arm robber or a wizard sitting here. If your neighbor is quiet, he's planning to not talk to anybody. He's an arm robber or a wizard. So let's say it all together. Ready, go. Do not. Amen. Do not leave this place. If you live here, what are you? An arm robber or a wizard. If you go home, you come to church and you don't talk to anybody, you are a witch or a juju man. If you sit by somebody who you don't know and you don't greet the person, introduce yourself and ask a few questions and chat, don't put, look, I do not propose in church service. That one there, look, I will come and catch you myself. The wedding, I won't come. But if you sit by anybody, Ask the person automatically, good morning, what is your name? What do you do? Are you new? Do you keep coming? Are you a member? Are you a friend? Are you? 
it is very important that nobody should say, I have no one. And so from today, do not, ready, go. Do not leave this place until you have spoken to somebody. Put your hands together. And the third work is prayer. The first work is visitation. We will visit them. Some by invitation, others by self-invitation. But we will visit. Number two, we will interact. In the crowd, we will find those people who are alone. It, they are always there. Right now, it is masked because of the ashes who place us by people. So as if they came together, but actually they are strangers. And when we say anything, Grace, as soon as we end, they all separate and go their different ways. But from henceforth, we will not go that way again. And the third real work, are you listening? The third real work of a shepherd is prayer. Hallelujah. And in Acts chapter 6, what did Paul say? We will give ourselves continually to prayer prayer amen prayer is work it is you see sometimes we think prayer is just talking like talking as ordinary talking is because when someone is praying all we see is he's talking it, it is real work remember in the garden of gethsemane jesus prayed and he sweated he prayed and he sweated he sweated as if it were drops of blood. Prayer is work. Amen. Yeah. That's why many don't pray. Not because they don't like prayer. Oh, they like prayer. They will say, pray for me. They will say, pray for me, pray for me. They like prayer. But they themselves don't pray. Because when they start praying, after five seconds, they just stop praying. Because they see that, I didn't know it is work. I, I mean, when you go to a gym and they give you the, the, the barbells, the dumbbells to lift, when you see an any wise trainer will give you a weight you can carry, you never start by carrying something too heavy. When you start, they say, oh, carry this one. And when you carry, oh, I can do it. No problem. I've been there before. I can lift it. Oh, no problem. Lift it. And I did it. Oh, easy. They say, oh, again. Oh, easy. It's not, it's not too difficult. Do it 10 times. By number 4. Hey, it's heavy. Yo. By number 7, I want to stop. They say, no, don't stop. Finish it. And as you are struggling to get the 10, then you see, I dare know it's not easy. Amen. That's how prayer is. You think it's easy because you don't pray. When you start praying, then you see how difficult it really is. And that is why prayer is one of our work that we do as shepherds. Hallelujah. Amen. Number one, we pray alone. Mark chapter one. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Number one, if you are a proper shepherd, you will learn to pray alone in your room at home. Amen. I didn't hear a good amen. And this week, we are testing ourselves to pray alone in our homes. We'll be praying by 
alone in our homes and we'll be connected by telephone, by WhatsApp. We'll, we'll open a WhatsApp page. Ask your neighbor, are you on any WhatsApp page? Ask him, are you on any WhatsApp page? If he said no, say no, no, no. You must join a WhatsApp page today because starting tomorrow, we are praying on WhatsApp. All of us, we are learning to pray alone in a solitary place. Where? In your room alone. Even if you are serving in the room, it doesn't matter. You can put your head under your pillow and pray. Shabaya. Amen. Are, are you there? Even if you are many in the room, say, oh, I have no privacy. You can find privacy. Put your head. You, look, these young people who get pregnant, they don't have accommodation. They don't have rooms. They don't rent. Where do they find a place to be alone to blow a girl? Where? Where can you find a place to undress, remove panties, remove brazier, and have sex? They don't have accommodation. They don't have rent. They don't, how? Where do they find a place? But they find a place to be alone. Amen. And you big boy, you can't find a place to be alone. Say, you can find a place. I said, you can find a place. So, number one, we pray alone. This week, everybody, before you leave here, you must be on a, a, a church page because from 9 in the evening to 3 a.m., sometime that stretch, we'll be praying on the page. Everybody, at least one hour, and you must be sending WhatsApp either praying hands, fire, fire bullets. I don't know what you send. Send something every 10 minutes. I didn't hear amen. amen. Those of you who like WhatsApp, this is your chance to WhatsApp. Between 9 and 3 a.m., everybody, for one hour, open your phone, go on your page, and be sending bullets. Shabaya, fire, 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 fire. Pray hands, pray hands, pray hands. Lightning, lightning. I mean, just be sending every 10 minutes that I'm praying. Is it a good idea? Is it a good idea? Put your hands together. We are, we, are, we are shepherds. What is our use if you can't pray alone? Amen. And then number two, we will pray with groups as we are here this morning. And one day, Jesus, uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 18, New Living Translation. One day, Jesus left the crowd to pray alone and only his disciples were with him. He left to go alone to pray and only the disciples were with him. Sometimes you pray with a group of people who you like. Hallelujah. And that is why we as a church this morning, we will spend about five minutes to pray. We pray with a Look at your neighbor and say, me and you, we are alike. We are alike. Oh, you didn't say it well. We are alike. Put your hand on your neighbor and say, we are actually very good friends. Hey, if the person doesn't put a hand, say, you are an arm robber, you are a wizard. If your hand doesn't go properly around my shoulder, you are an arm robber, you are a wizard. Because wizards want to keep to themselves so their juju doesn't run away or you don't feel the amulets on their body. They are hiding things on their body. Put your hand warmly around your neighbor and then say, I'm checking that there's nothing on your waist. I'm checking in case there's some beads or something around your waist. Hallelujah. We are praying together. Amen. We are going to pray for two minutes this morning. What are we praying for? Galatians chapter 4. 
verse 19. What are we praying for? Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. My little children, of whom I travail in breath again. I travail, I'm praying for what? Until Christ be formed in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are this morning for two minutes. I want you to stand up, hold somebody, just two by two. Find a stranger. It is a time to make somebody who is not your friend your friend. Somebody you don't know. Move away from your friends. Somebody you don't know. And then make yourself known first. Introduce yourself again. My brother, my name is Jack Toronto. I'm from New York. I am, I'm, an, I'm a citizen of the U. I'm just passing through Ghana. Hold somebody by the hand and say that we are going to prayer is work and we pray alone at home. But this morning for one minute, we are praying together. And what is our prayer that some, uh, Christ be formed in us? Christ be formed in you and Christ be formed in our members that they become more godly, more God-fearing, more righteous. Every desire for sin will leave us. Every bad habit we have will fade out of our lives. We will no longer be drawn to sin and temptation. Those who like pornography, may it die in them. Those who like drinking, may it dry up. Those who like girls, may their minds change. Those who like money, may they like God more than money. In the name of Jesus. And hold somebody and listen. Do not be afraid to look at their faces. Don't look down or up all the time. I don't want to look at your face in case I fall in love with you. No, 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 no. That is not a fear at all. We are praying with somebody who believes as you do. And you have only one minute. If you are praying, you can't fall in love. If you are praying, they can't deceive you into following him to the house. We are praying for one minute. Let Christ be formed in the people we around us. Our church members, the youth, the dancers, the choristers, the ashes, even ourselves. Let Christ be formed in us. Shall we pray? Just one minute. Huh? Lift your voice and pray. Just talk to God. Just open your mouth and oh, lift. Wait, 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 wait. Huh. If you can't pray, your case is worse than an arm robber and a thief. If you don't know how to pray, your case is even a wizard is better than you. Because prayer is the basic talking to your father in heaven. Even a baby here is shouting, eh, eh. they are talking and we can hear them. If a baby can talk in church, you are better than a baby. And you have more vocabulary than eh, eh. So I want you to pray in tongues, in English, in tree, in any language that you are comfortable. But you are praying and talking to God. And when you pray alone under your pillow, there you can pray because there are seven in the room and you can't shout. They'll carry you away to asylum. So there you pray quietly. But here, we are in church. Here, I am the landlord. I have the power. And I say shout and pray. You are allowed to shout. And here, I expect you, if you are a proper person, to open your mouth and shout, Amen. You can do it. So open your mouth again and pray. Shabakataya. Talk. Let your neighbor hear your words. Speak in any language at all. But let's pray that Christ be formed in our members. The young people, the grown-ups, the ushers, choristers, new members, 
new converts. Let's pray, Lord, change them, change their hearts, take out sin, take out the wrongdoing, all backsliding, remove it, Lord, and turn them around and make them to become proper Christians, make them to become proper believers. Change their hearts, oh God. Let them walk away from sin. Let them stop doing bad things. Keep them, oh Lord, from backsliding. Let no one, let no one, whoever comes here once, will not come again. Let us, as shepherds, watch over our flock. Watch over them. We visit them. We interact with them. And we pray for them. Let nobody ever be alone in this house. Change their hearts, oh God. Change their minds, oh God. Change their backsliding tendencies. Let them be drawn to you. Make them stronger believers. Sir. Let them have faith in God. Let them love God. Let them love God. Let them love Jesus. Let them be saved, really saved. Let them mature, mature, mature in Christ. Sir. In the name of Jesus. Sir. In the name of Jesus. Sir. Lift your voice this morning and pray. Shatayande. Rabakataya. Pray in any language at all. God hears everything. God hears everything. And as he hears, he will answer. As he hears, he will answer. Rabba Sendada, Kiribokataya, Eyanda, Eyanda, Eyanda. Say, my brother, I'm praying for you too. My sister, I'm praying for you too. That Christ be formed in you. That you too, as you are here, become a better Christian. You too, as you are here, become a better believer. You too, be transformed to follow Jesus. You too, be transformed to work for Jesus. I'm praying for you, my brother. I'm praying for you, my sister, to begin to visit, to interact, and to pray for others. Be a good trainee shepherd. Be a good trainee shepherd. Shaka Tayandada. Pray. God help us. God help us. Holy Spirit, fill us uh, and transform us uh, and make us to be trainee shepherds. People who will bring a change in others. Because of us, there will be salvation. Because of us, there will be deliverance. Because of us, there will be a great change in this house. In the name of Jesus, sir. In the name of Jesus, sir. Begin to clap this morning. Uh. Begin to clap for one minute. Uh. Just clap. Just clap as you are praying. We are praying the last 10 seconds. The last 10 seconds of our prayer. And we are very serious, sir. We are very serious, sir. Until Christ be formed in you. Until Christ, somebody become more godly. Somebody become more God-fearing. Somebody love Jesus. Somebody be filled with the Holy Ghost. Somebody from today be transformed, be transformed, be transformed into a real believer. Into a real believer. I will not be the same again. I will not be the same again. I am changing. I am changing. Something is happening inside us. My heart is changing. My spirit is changing. Your prayer is working. Your prayer is working. God is taking shape in my heart, in my life. Uh, why? Because somebody who believes, uh, a shepherd, a shepherd prayed for me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, thank you, Lord Jesus, uh, that this morning you hear our prayer. That this morning we are being transformed into people who work for God. Uh, who work for God. Uh, put your hands together with power one last time. Uh, and we are saying thank you, Jesus. Uh, Thank you for answering my prayer. Thank you, Jesus, uh, that today I, I am transformed into a shepherd, a working shepherd. Today I am transformed into somebody who visits, somebody who interacts, somebody who prays for others. From today, I will not be the same again. From today, I will not be the same again. 
And Lord, thank you. Thank you. Today, this day, January 19th, 2020, I'm a shepherd. I'm a proper VIP shepherd. Put your hands together for the Lord. Put your hands together for the Lord. He's hearing your cry. He's hearing your prayer. And this prayer, he will hear and he will answer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. What a blessing. How many feel something has happened to you? You feel something. This is not how you came to church today. But I feel a warmth. Or, or I'm just, my mind, I'm just different. Yes, you have become a VIP shepherd. Put your hands together. A VIP shepherd. Hallelujah. Want to bow your head this morning for one minute. Just bow your heads. Just close your eyes. You know, to be a shepherd, there's only one qualification. You must be born again. You can be a teacher, you can be a lawyer, a doctor, a mechanic, a seamstress, a tailor, a carpenter, a mason, a, a, a nurse. You can be any profession. You can be a gar, a we, a shanti, an achim, a zima, seishri. You can be any tribe from any country. It doesn't matter at all. You can be rich or poor, educated uneducated it doesn't matter at all only one requirement that you are born again this morning if you are here and you are not born again please do me a favor lift your hand you are here this morning and you are not born again if you are not sure you are born again you too lift your hand if you are not sure you are going to heaven you too lift your hand but most important most important if you are not born again Lift your hand this morning so I can pray. Thank you, my brother. I see your hand. God bless you. Thank you, my brother. I see your hand. God bless you. You are here and you are not sure. It doesn't matter what church you go to. I didn't ask you what church you go to. I didn't ask you how long you have been going to church. I asked you very simply, are you born again? If you are not born again, I beg you, please, come to the frontier. I want to pray with you right now. Come, come, come to the front. It doesn't matter how long you've been in church. After today, we become training shepherds. Just come right now. I am not born again. I'm not sure. Maybe, whatever it is, but I want to be sure. Maybe you are just revising. I'm not sure. I did it some time ago. I'm not sure that it's still working. No problem. You can come again. You can come again. You can come again. I'm not sure whether, I know I prayed once, many years ago, but I've forgotten what I said. I've forgotten where it was. I've forgotten what happened. So many, many years ago, I prayed this prayer. But you know, I've not done much. This morning, you can come again and join us so that we can renew and revive these vows. Wherever you are, just join us. We want to pray and start this work of being a shepherd. And the key is being born again. Hallelujah. And on those of us who are in front here and all of us, want us to pray together this simple prayer that will change our lives and cause us to become real born again. Please pray with me. Dear Jesus, today, I come to you just as I am. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I have done many bad things. But I believe you are the Son of God who came from heaven to die on the cross 
for my sins. You shed your blood that my blood should not be shed. And you died so I should not die but have life and everlasting life. Today, forgive me all my sins, all my badness, and all my wickedness. Change my heart. Give me a new heart. One that will love you and prepare a place for me in heaven by your side and write my name in the book of life. Today, I am born again and Jesus is my Lord, my Master, my Savior and from today, my best friend. Thank you, Father sending Jesus to save me. And Lord, thank you so very much for all these young people, my brothers and sisters, as they come to stand here to confess Jesus as their master. I pray, Lord, that from today we become members of the same body, the body of Christ. We become brothers and sisters and citizens of heaven above, above all of us on the road to heaven. Thank you so very, very much that today marks the beginning of a new life for all of us. Bless and keep every single one here in Jesus' name. And all the saints said, Amen. Wow. Things are different. And from today, you will not be the same again. And from today, we become what they call new converts. We are born again. And Jesus is in our hearts. And from today, it doesn't matter any longer what happens when you die. You are going straight to heaven. When he ran to me, he took me in his arms, held my head to his chest, said my son's come home. We believe the word of God has come through to you. Join us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama, behind the Confidence Eating Place, this and every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. every Tuesday. Stay blessed.